adventurers, and welcome to episode 11 of CoreCast, the CorePunk podcast. I'm your host, the creator Carl Boast, and with me tonight are Crimson and Devalin. A very special episode tonight as we take a look at the third quarterly update, quarter four update, which was well welcomed and well anticipated by the community. It's got a lot of info that we were expecting, some answers to the questions we've had, and uh, some other info as well on top of that that I think uh, is a cherry on top for a lot of people. Now, it's been quite a long time trying to get Crimson on the show here. Our first conversation about getting him on the podcast was March of this year, March 12th to be exact. And Crimson, just celebrating one year on the Discord, is a true OG here tonight. Crimson, welcome to CoreCast. Thank you. It's an absolute pleasure to be here after all this time, finally, finally on the podcast. And I'm happy to be here, man. Thank you. That's right. It's been a long time coming, uh, along with, uh, you know, everything that's gone on this year and uh, some of the struggles and achievements that the uh, devs have had. We've been riding this wave along with them. And, uh, you know, so some of our uh, content and some of our conversations have also uh, been uh, sort of part of that timeline and reliant on that timeline. Um, so as much as we wanted to get more people from the community on the show. Uh, we've done the best that we can with what we've got. Uh, but it's an absolute pleasure to have you here. And of course, once again, we've got the Blue Deer, the Valen, the president of Quillot, and the leader of the Blue Bambis. De Valen, welcome back to CoreCast. Hello, and thanks for having me. It's such an honor to be here again. That's right. So guys, quarter update Q4. This is the third quarterly update the numbers are a little out of whack but hey so is this entire year right um it's been an interesting road to get here we've been anticipating and waiting for this update for quite some time and you know there it's a bit bittersweet um we have uh some information that's um you know a bit on uh, the unhappy side for some people. We've got a lot of information in here, which I think is really amazing. And so tonight, uh, we're going to do our best uh, to break it down and just to talk about our thoughts uh, on this content that we got uh, with the quarterly update Q4 2020. And we're going to get to that in a moment. But as tradition is here on the show, uh, we're going to start with Crimson, with the introduction, and of course, uh, the now infamous Dream Class. And now Crimson, with this update, we got some more info on Heroes and Masteries. Uh, maybe this has, uh, you know, tainted or uh, manipulated your Dream Class in a way, but uh, maybe it hasn't. Uh, we would love to know what your Dream Class is including the overall look, race, and abilities, all of this, uh, before we get into the update. Uh, but before we get to that, please tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your gaming history, how you form, found CorePunk, uh, because you've been here quite some time. Thank you. Yeah, I sure have. Um, so my name is Morgan. I'm from Toronto, Canada. I'm an electronic musician. Uh, in the Discord, you may know me as Crimson. Um, I've been playing MMOs since... Honestly, since I can remember, since the first grade, I think I started with Adventure Quest Worlds, Maple Story, Grand Chase, and to this day, I've probably played every notable MMO, which is pretty lame, but I'm going to say it anyways. 
Um, I've also played League of Legends for a decade. So when I found out about Core Punk, I was just ecstatic. Um, I actually, I remember the day I found Core Punk. I was at work. I was in the office just working on some website design. And this, I got a notification from MMObyte because I watch all their videos. And it was, what's Core Punk? And I was curious. So I clicked on it. And I think about 20 seconds into the trailer, I immediately went to their Discord, signed up for beta and everything. I was just super excited. Um, I'll remember that moment forever <laughs> because Core Punk is definitely the game I'm most excited for. And yeah, it was just, it was a shocker and a pleasant one at that. Yeah, really cool. And quite some time ago. So happy anniversary on Discord. Uh, one of the few, I think, that's been here a year now. Uh, although the longer we're here, uh, the more and more uh, sort of OGs are establishing themselves in the community. But what I've noticed is that, and you've probably seen this as well, is that every so often we get a new batch of uh, of new uh, potential players, uh, new core punk fans, and uh, they they really come in, and and there's always a few of them in the group that really establish themselves as sort of a champion for the community uh, and give back to the community in fostering the relationships with the new players that come in, dropping links, helping them out with information. So uh, a shout-out to you, Crimson, for everything that you've done, uh, but also shout-out to those guys in the community that continue uh, to push this thing forward. Um, also worth noting is now, uh, in, in this episode here, with the latest update, the Blue Bambi shout-out, the Boast shout-out, and the Crimson shout-out in the 15 minutes of gameplay. It was that, right? 15 minutes of it gameplay? It was, yeah. We are, we are the holy trinity. I of, mean, this uh, is... Punks. This really is. This is, uh, this is the VIP table tonight. So uh, it's great to have you here as uh as a guest but it's also great to have you here as uh part of you know the community a real like uh hardcore piece of the community that keeps this thing moving forward so uh that's really awesome of course we have uh Duval in here as well um who's uh who's doing god's work uh on the tube and uh and really pushing things forward with his group and it's always a pleasure to have him um Duvalin, when did you actually jump in to the server? Was it uh, shortly after that? It was this. It was about one hour after uh, Corpong they released their video on IGN's uh, Discord channel. Sorry, um, YouTube channel. Yeah. So I I joined in on. I think we still were on the on the. Fiat that would file. be that would be on the tenth, and that's actually a day before me because I saw it from a video that was posted when Artificial Core put their video up. So you were a true OG before Artificial Core even got their hands on their own game. You were already in their server. Damn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I was like, you know, on my way to bed and I saw the video uploaded from IGN the exact moment I saw it uploaded. I saw the video, I recorded my re expression, uh, re reaction, and I joined the Discord ASAP. That's so cool. It, it, it's so cool. And, and a big... I mean, you know, we, we said it in, in a few of the, the different chat rooms, but uh, a big happy anniversary uh, to the Discord, to the community, and to Artificial Core as well. Um, I mean, sure, we would all love to have our hands in the game. I think that from day one, people want to play the game, right? Uh, but um, that said, uh, to, to keep things uh, pushing forward and 
Uh, and it's, it, for the most part, uh, a, a very friendly and welcoming and um, informative community. And it has been the entire year that uh, we've all been in there. So that's really cool. Uh, so I think uh, Dragum started this tradition or suggested it as a tradition. Um, but we always love to, when we have a new guest on the show, uh, talk about their dream class. What does it uh, look like? I, I, I didn't think this needed to be said, but sometimes some people aren't as descriptive as we would like them to be uh, in explaining what their dream class is. So uh, anything you want to talk about from like the overall look, the race, the gear, the clothes, the ability, um, any of that stuff. And if it's changed since this Heroes um, you know, update, then that's fine too. Um, but uh, please do share with us what your dream class would be for Corpunk. If you could create or suggest a character for the game, what would it be, Crimson? I'm glad you want details because I have definitely got a lot of them. <laughs> um, as you stated, it's true. Actually, the dream class, since they uploaded the recent news, has actually changed because I am a huge sci-fi nerd. I love everything futuristic. So the theme before would have been something more along the lines of like a half Android kind of cybernetic augmentation kind of character. But now, since we've got the bomber confirmed and looking to their specs, as well as seeing, you know, we have the robot down the line, I thought we probably don't need more technological classes. Um, so now I guess the idea is something of, I really like Diana from League of Legends. She's a very cool character who... Uh, she's like a melee assassin who uses magic, but she siphons power from the moon, and that's part of her her character theme. Um, she has a sister named Leona who wields the sun, and I thought it would be really cool in Corpunk to see a character that uses the thematics from space, whether that be, um, for example, a tank spec that uses uh, the power of the moon, maybe a ranged marksman that uses the power of the sun, and maybe an assassin that uses... I don't know, stars. I know stars and sun are basically the same thing, but, uh, you know, just space, something, something cool like that. Um, in terms of looks, I think it would be cool. I really like humanoid characters, whether they have kind of like elfy ears or whatnot. I'm just pretty traditional like that. I never really go out to the, the orc kind of territory. It's a little far-fetched for me, but maybe something like glowing eyes reminiscent of the color of the moon or something would be really cool. Um, in terms of ability-wise, I mean, I re also really like, even though he's really simple and it's a little controversial, Master Yi from League of Legends, he's got a very simple kit, but he relies more on paying attention to his surroundings more so than his own abilities, which I find kind of a unique play style, although simple. Um, so I think it'd be pretty cool. Um, maybe a little OP to have a tank, marksman, and assassin as all three specs. I think they like to throw in supports while we've got you know, just to keep the balance, the Holy Trinity within each character. But if it is a dream class, those would definitely be the dream specs. Um, a few years ago, fun fact, I released a song and I ripped the vocal sample, some of Diana's voice lines and put them into the song. Uh, not my proudest work, so I definitely won't be linking it, but I just thought it was a fun fact and uh, definitely connects to the class to this day, even though it's been five years. Um, but yeah, that's like the main idea of the class, something to do with the moon, really. Very cool. And Devalin, how do you, uh, I don't want to say rate this because that's not what we're doing here, but um, with your uh, 
you know, hippie tree hugger, uh, warriors of the forest uh, outlook on life. Uh, what do you think about Crimson's uh, dream character? I mean, I mean, see, that's the thing because Crimson, he's into you know sci-fi, where I'm more like into adventure. Already there, we would be beating each other in a bar. Okay. Um, so, no, I love you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but now, I mean, would would there be any possibility if you play World of Warcraft, you you have been a Blood Elf? Uh, it's funny you say that because World of Warcraft is actually one of the only MMOs I've just never been able to get into. But when I did try the, one of the free demos they had, I did actually make a Blood Elf. So it's funny you say that because I know that's. That's basically the image I'd be going for. Or Night Elf, I think, is a similar one as well. Exactly. I, I, all that, I was listening to you, and I was like, okay, this guy, he's a, he's a, he's a elf lover. Yeah, and I mean, I guess if you want to compare to World of Warcraft, the I, I believe the Balance Druid uses like the light and dark, sun and moon kind of thing. So I guess that kind of plays into it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. you're talking the Balance language. Yeah, yeah I thought to... so. Yeah, that's cool. I like... Uh the the ideas for the different specs i think uh this is now um a very important uh piece of the puzzle because i we had this information before but until we saw it uh displayed and presented the way that they have um at least for me i don't think it really clicked uh how unique these kind of are uh because if you look at these heroes now um, it's almost three classes within the class, and they, I think, are you know could could be three different classes um, within there. So uh, there's a lot of options, a lot of variety so far. I think that's really cool, and and I like that you're looking for that uh, within your uh, dream class as well. I have to tell you that I really like the comment you said about. You, you don't want a class that is, you know, overcomplicated. You want a class that is very, you know, easy because then you can focus on the surroundings and, you know, actually playing the game without you have to think about, you know, some classes in some games, they require an Excel sheet to be played. I mean, I, I don't see the fun in that. So I definitely agree you on, on that one. That That's a cool thing. For sure. I mean, I think playing League of Legends for a long time and seeing how champions have developed over the years definitely gave me that perspective because nowadays they're releasing characters who just one ability is like three or four paragraphs to describe it and then there are characters with literally one sentence to describe it and I think that kind of balance actually totally changes the dynamic of the game and uh, the range of what you have to choose from for characters for sure play styles. Oh, very cool well thank you for sharing thank you for your intro uh, it's it's nice to to get to know you further. Um, you know, we we see people online all the time. I, I've probably said this to death, but um, for me to see people online and then to actually get to speak with them and uh, get to know a little bit more about them uh, is very cool. And especially in a situation where like we don't even have a game yet, right? We're all just existing here on a hope and a dream of a game, and uh, and still continuing. Uh, to to push it forward together, and so that's that's really cool. So again, uh, welcome uh, to Corecast Crimson. It's it's uh, been far too long of a wait to get you on here. Greetings, adventurer, and welcome to Core Punk. 
an MMORPG where you'll experience fog of war in a vast, seamless open world. Miles and miles of wilderness to get lost in. Discover a small camp in the middle of nowhere or a busy metropolis booming with life and activity. You are free to go wherever you want. Use public transport to reach remote locations fast and safe. Begin your journey by creating a hero. Each has its own unique role, abilities, and a set of fighting styles. Complete quests for NPCs who are too busy to do it themselves. You're gonna need a better gear for that. Kill monsters to earn gold. Shred them with your best move. Uh, be careful, though. They get pretty crafty when fighting as a unit. Grow crops. Chop wood. Mine ore. Trade goods for missing resources to craft the weapon you deserve. Suit up. It won't make you stronger, but you'll look absolutely fabulous. Choose a set of talents. Boost yourself with artifacts to become the ultimate war machine. Use fog of war wisely to hunt down and ambush your enemies. Attack those who dared to take your farming spot. Then chill in a city. Show off your loot and find reckless companions to take on a challenge that no one else has the guts for. And for the next section of the podcast here, the first topic of the quarterly update Q4 2020 is the news that we had all been waiting for. And I think it was a surprise to some, uh, maybe not so much of a surprise to others. Uh, it all really depends on uh, what we had individually built up in our interpretations of uh, previous communications uh, from Artificial Core. But the one thing that I think we were all looking forward to understanding or learning more about in this quarterly update was the closed beta test, the CBT. And would it indeed be coming in December or would it be delayed? And so we got the news in the quarterly update Q4 2020 that the CBT will be delayed until spring 2021. And there is some really good information and some insight and some transparency there, uh, which explains um, part of the reason of the delay. 
and uh, you know, also thanks for them sticking with us. Um, Crimson, we we spoke a little bit about uh, communication previously and our thoughts on it uh, before we uh, got into uh, getting this podcast together. And um, you know, when the actual quarterly update dropped, and we we got all this great information. And we also got the news of the delay. Um, I really appreciated uh, your message uh, to Artificial Core, which was something that you chatted in game discussion, I believe. Uh, but to paraphrase, uh, it said, you know, thank you so much for all this great information. You're doing great work. Um, keep it up. Um, but if you can in the future, uh, please try and communicate better with us on you know when things are coming how things are coming so on and so forth um can you talk about that real quick because i think it's such an important uh part of this because the content is great a delay is a delay life happens this year has been crazy for everyone uh it is what it is but uh personally i feel like the communication could be better so um in in a in a positive way because you did you did say it so eloquently and positively um can you just sort of reiterate uh what you said um just so that you know the, this this has been stated and said and is out there um because i think it's important for the community as a whole for sure yeah i mean i think when we actually got the the two week delay a lot of people were pretty upset in the discord and a lot of people were actually getting upset with me because they thought I was slandering the developers and, you know, getting too annoyed about it, but I actually wasn't getting emotional. I think that tone uh, came across the wrong way. And I think some people also realized that as well. And like you said, a delay is a delay, you know, it's inevitable. We have the pandemic, we have, um, you know, it's a game studio, it's their first big game. And a lot of people think they may have bit off more than they can chew. I think they're handling it really well. Maybe, there's just more work that needs to be done than initially expected. So delay is totally fine. Um, I think it's the silence in between the updates that, you know, as someone who, I mean, I'm not looking for special treatment by any means. I just mean in terms of the community as a whole, you know, there's so many people passionate about the game and they'll always check in. Maybe some people even every single day, we just check in and chat for a little bit in the server just to, be involved with the community, talk about our excitement for the game. Um, and so, you know, when you go three or four months without hearing anything from the developers, it can be a little upsetting just because, especially at the start of the year, when they first announced the project, we were getting little things like every other week, you know, we'd be getting a little piece of lore, even if it wasn't relevant to the game that much. It was just nice to have little bits of lore, little bits of artwork. We had some Easter egg hunts and those little things just kind of go a long way with involving the player base, keeping people engaged. Um, and people are less whiny when it comes to when's beta, when's beta, because you know you got little things along the way and it keeps you going and you're just not too worried about the bigger picture. And I know that Artificial Core stated they wanted to go quiet so they could really focus on delivering the beta this, or at least news this uh, December. And we got that. Um, maybe a little later than we expected, but we got it and everyone's really happy with it. I just think it was worth mentioning to Artificial Core directly um, just to make it apparent that the community does want to be involved with them, even if it's just little things. Yep. Yeah, well said. 
that's definitely um, you know how I felt as well. Um, if you look at everything from the the key art that's presented from all of the heroes uh, into the details of the heroes and mastery, uh, this uh, you know new partnership they have, all of this stuff we'll get into uh, in in the next uh, you know minutes. But all of this is is so rich and is so well done. And it is, it's such a great update to have. And I would say definitely in comparison with the last update as well, this one uh, really has a lot of meat on the bones. And uh, I personally was very happy with what I see there. And so that said, um, you know, just to not to uh, run it into the ground, but to just emphasize what you said. Uh, just to be more involved as a community, uh, even if it is uh, just little tidbits of information and uh, and that sort of stuff. Uh, like you said, uh, some of the things you got early on um, are, are much appreciated by the, the community, and they go a really long way to keep the morale up and to keep the positivity going and to sort of temper expectations of what's on the horizon. And I think that's a, an important part of it, uh, because if we are left to our own thoughts and our own speculations on the Discord, you know, we can go pretty wild with it, right, as a group. So uh, to have a, a little bit more information here or there uh, when possible and uh, to get some more insight uh, on the, the game itself, on the lore side of things, on the, the concept art, any of that little stuff, uh, like you said, again, uh, it goes a long way. So quarterly Absolutely. update, yeah, it's, I, I think, um, you know, it's probably been said, but I think it's, it's important, um, to try and, uh, you know, use a platform like this, um, to try and communicate this in a way that's free of, uh, you know, super passionate emotion and free of, um, you know, any kind of, uh, you know, negativity or, uh, or complaining or any of that and really just uh, speak our mind about it um, and, uh, you know, help us, help them, and, and we'll, we'll all push through this together. And I think uh, that said, uh, we're in a pretty great place, all things considering. Um, so what did you think about um, the delay itself? Was it something that you were... Uh, you were expecting or was it something that was a surprise to you or um, did you just kind of keep an open mind to it? You know, I, th I think I, I definitely wasn't expecting it. Let's start with that. And I, I definitely was a little disappointed um, to me. I think just as a nostalgia thing, playing a fresh new MMO around Christmas time is just one of the most magical experiences. Uh, I can't really put it into words. It's just something you've experienced or you haven't and you would know it if you have. Um, and I think that got me really excited because my passion for this game specifically and Christmas right around the corner, you know, it just felt so perfect. And I think the devs going quiet for a long time to work really hard. I felt like, you know what, I think they can really pull through. And unfortunately, you know, we did get the spring delay and that definitely, um, it, it was, it was a bit of a hit at first and I would love to be playing now but you know what if they need to polish it to get it where it needs to be like that's totally okay i'm okay with waiting and i think most of us are and we've got this new information and i think that's gonna carry us for a little while longer 
And who knows, they might throw in some Christmas Easter eggs. We don't know. Uh, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, if you're listening, artificial toy. That's right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I think it's not the end of the world. Um, I think one thing that may be a concern is because there will be multiple beta phases before launch. Like how far may that have pushed back the release of the game? Um, but that's, you know, that's completely unknown territory for us. I just hope things are still going well on their side. And we've got, um, you know, we've got a couple months to go, but I think we'll be fine. I think we'll make it. And we're strong as a community, you know, when we stand as one. So we'll be all right. That's right. Yeah, it was it was kind of the same for me. Like, I guess I had some hope because they were uh, pushing on it so hard and we, and we hurt and hurt so much. But at the same time, I think it really was inevitable with the way things were going in the recent um, uh, months. So this is no problem. We're going to get through it together. Uh, Devalin, uh, with the quarterly update and uh, the news of the CBT being delayed until spring, uh, for me, you know, uh, and as Crimson just said, you know, there's this uh, playing an MMO or even just, uh, you know, any new game that you're really uh, excited about uh, during the holidays definitely has a, a special feel to it. And especially for someone like myself who's um, really looking forward to these holiday times to have some time off from a busy career and uh, and all this to, to be able to uh, jump in and just uh, grind this uh, beta away. Um, I was really looking forward to it as well. I can, I can wait. Uh, I, I'm, as I get older, I'm getting more patient, I think, in life. Uh, but Devalin, um, was this something that was a surprise to you or, or were you expecting it? And uh, how are you and the, the Blue Bambis uh, coping for the spring? Uh, I Well... I mean, I was, of course, going around and telling people that, yeah, we're probably going to play in December. But, you know, inside, I felt it. I felt it all way. And I felt it like it, it was going to be a delay. Yeah. Um, so it, it was not a surprise for me. So when I when I read it was a delay, I was actually expecting them to say, you know, like December 2021 or, you know, even later. But seeing them, they are actually... They are, as they're saying, ready in spring. You know, that could be anything from three to six months. Um, I think it's fine. I don't, I like you say, I, I, it's Christmas now. You know, there's a lot of things coming up. There's so many things to think about. So, you know, have to squish in a close beta at the same time with all this. I, I'm, I'm relieved. I'm actually pretty relieved. So, yeah. So no problems for me with the delay. It just helps me figuring out other stuff but i agree with you the the older you get the the more hype you get for a game i remember in old days when you know oh there's a game coming out in one month i i can't wait i'm dying but now we you know, I mean you, we could probably first get this game in maybe what one two years and i'm like that's fine yeah i think good. i think some of that has to do with all with you know the older you get and the more you experience things i think and i'm not i'm not saying this as though younger people um, don't appreciate things for how good they are. But uh, I think the longer you're around and the more you experience, um, the more you realize that uh, when something is crafted as close to perfection as you can get, and that's the kind of studio these guys are, we know that from our conversations with them, um, when you see a, a craftsman at work and they're, they're trying to make a masterpiece 
and put something that their heart and soul is into, uh, I think you start to appreciate that much more and, and you are, are more willing to, uh, to wait for that to be completed. Um, but that's just my, my personal feeling there, my personal insight. I absolutely agree with you a hundred percent. I mean, as a, as a musician, you know, I'll be working on new music and I try and set an internal deadline for myself, similar to how a company may say they're going to present something at a time. But once you get around to that date, cause you know, time, time just passes so quickly. Sometimes you may just not make it in time. Um, or in my case, you know, a song might just not be ready for when I thought it would, you know, I just try and not stress myself out about it. And I'm okay with, you know, not meeting any deadlines I set for myself, if it means getting the art to where I believe it should be, you know, and in their case, getting a game ready to where it should be to present it because as the perfectionists that they are at Artificial Core, I know they definitely want to deliver something that makes people go, wow, not wow, but there are some bugs and issues, you know, and I'm okay with that, whether it means even a couple more months than we expect for release. I think once it comes and it's it's truly ready, it'll actually just be truly fantastic. Wow, very cool. Speaking of music, have you heard the uh, the work in progress uh, Quadari theme that I've been working on? I have not, but you will definitely need to send that to me. I'm very curious to uh, hear what you've been doing. Yeah, as, uh, as a fellow uh, producer, I would love to get some feedback from you on it. Uh, the idea was to create uh, themed uh, you know, fan made, of course, uh, themed, um, uh, theme songs for each of the cultures in the game, uh, sort right. of based on the, um, you know, the kind of music that would either be present or is present and inspired by these kind of, um, cultures and genres. So, uh, for example, Quidari, uh, was sort of like a dark synth, uh, kind of uh, feel to it um, with the Yorners more of a kind of um, you know mine hammer kind of drum beat uh, working fantasy man's tune this kind of stuff so it's, it's funny you say that I've had the exact same idea and I was actually thinking about doing all four of the uh, faction themes so maybe I'll do that as well and we can uh, see what we both come up with, and that would be you know, dope. Maybe and get a special feature in the game. Not very unlikely. They they have a high standard, but it would be cool uh, just to hear what the developers think. Even yeah, that would be dope. Uh, maybe maybe collab or maybe uh, even remix each other's. Yeah, uh, that'd be very cool. Yeah, uh, let's uh, let's not get away from this though. This is my fault. I apologize, but I thought it was uh, uh, worth sharing uh, to a a fellow uh, beatsmith. Uh, <laughs> absolutely so uh, next up in the quarterly update q4 is uh the conversation about unity and multiplay so out of this update uh we were shared some very interesting information which i think also speaks very much to their transparency uh because i i want to say that um if this were a previous company that I worked at and it were at this point in the relationship with a game engine uh, and this point in the relationship with a server structure or server provider. Uh, I don't know that we would have shared that with the community 
and explained what we were working on uh, so transparently. So I, I think we really need to give them some props for this. And I think this um, is actually probably uh, the most important part of the quarterly update. And that is the conversation about their partnerships with Unity and with Multiplay. So this is a two-part conversation. Uh, so, of course, we know they're using the Unity engine uh, to build this game. And in my previous experience, uh, we used a lot of Unreal Engine. And when we had a game that was the hot stuff, and it was a game that uh, was suddenly on Unreal Engine's radar, Epic's radar, um, we were uh, taking very good care of, and we were able to work directly uh, with the people that are building that engine, as they sort of described here. And it really pushes the development forward in ways that you could never imagine. Uh, so essentially what they say here, with starting with Unity, is that they have started to gain some fans within the Unity team. And uh, the announcement trailer uh, is starting to get them excited. And Unity actually reached out to Artificial Core and they began collaborating with them. So what this means is that uh, they are going to be able to work directly with the Unity team and work through any issues they have, uh, potentially uh, work together to create some things that uh, they potentially didn't think of uh, that Unity has solutions for. Um, so very cool uh, introduction here to this relationship. And then also, on top of that, they talk about Multiplay, uh, which handled the server uh, structure and the server um, for Apex Legends launch. And they talk about uh, how crucial that was to being able to scale up that server structure uh, with, of course, the Apex uh, Legends launch that we know so well, um, which obviously had to be scaled up uh, over and over and over again uh, within, you know, a matter of, uh, it says here, 50 million players in 24 days. I mean, come on. Um, so they are starting to talk to Multiplay about being able to uh, work with them on the service structure, which I think um, is also very important uh, because of how they've described how they want to uh, be able to have potentially 20,000 players on a map together. Uh, so guys, uh, Unity and Multiplay, uh, a very important conversation, in my opinion, the most important part of the update, and uh, a very cool insight from them. So Devalin, um what did you feel or what did you think about this, uh, this information here? I had this exact same feeling as you, that I have never seen a developer sharing details about these stuff. I've never seen a developer talking about, well, yeah, we are going to work with these guys about making our engine, make it better i mean other developers they normally like yeah we're working on fps issues and you know the game is going to be better but we know nothing about what's going under the hood and artificial core they really take us inside and tell us we're working with this company this company oh by the way i just ordered a tuna sandwich this weekend you know it's they're telling us everything and they had they didn't have to do it but yeah so really you know big claps for that big you know, great. It, that's really cool. Yeah. Crimson, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, exactly as Development's saying, I, I've never really seen a company mention the back end of things like that. And I think it is really good insight. And honestly, it's a big milestone for them. It's a big achievement. And I'm glad that they're sharing it with us. You know, it kind of feels like you're part of the team in a way. Um, 
but I, I'm no game developer. I don't know much about the back end of games, but what I do know is working with the company that you make the game on, I could definitely see that helping in terms of getting, like they wrote in here, you know, optimizing the game. That's definitely going to help with getting that many players on a server, like concurrently, you know, like that is something that you really need some uh, true expertise to be able to pull off. And I think this is exactly the push that push forward that they would need and the support that they would need. So I, you know, round of applause. It's great that they're achieving this. Yeah, it's perfect too, because Unity, although they've grown and they've massively improved uh, since they came on the scene, um, they are still small in comparison. I'm not talking about uh, amount of games developed on the engine, uh, but just in the exposure and, um, you know, the sort of uh, accomplishments that uh, Epic and Unreal has. Um, so this is perfect for core punk and artificial core uh, because I think um, partnering with Epic now um, who, you know, with, with Fortnite and then all of the games that they're offering um, on their store uh, it, I think it's going to be a lot harder uh, for developers to really gain that attention and gain that re professional responsive and helpfulness that they're talking about here. Um, back when, uh, we were working with Unreal. Uh, this is before Fortnite. And, you know, this was uh, something that we could easily get someone on the phone or, or on an email and uh, had, have some great response to uh, any issues we had. And this is, this is going to be huge for them um, because they will be able to uh, focus on, you know, making really amazing content and stressing less about uh, problems that they're having because they will most likely be able to uh, walk through it with uh, Unity themselves. And uh, the server stuff is great. Um, this is uh, also not my strong point. And, um, you know, we kind of all just expect servers to work. Um, but uh, the fact that um, they are putting... Uh, thought and effort and time into uh, looking for the best solution rather than the most cost-effective solution is already a good sign, in my opinion. Oh, I completely agree with you there. Completely agree. And I don't think, um, you know, I'm not sure with the game being buy-to-play that we'll expect 50 million players in 24 days. I think that's <laughs> that's quite an insane number in terms of gaming in general. But, you know, how many times in you know since we're all mmo gamers how many times have you gone to play a game on the launch of a new update or a beta itself and you're in queue for four hours because the servers keep going down and stuff and i think this is just really good preparation and i still expect queues and server drops because you never know how many players are just going to hop on once they can but i think this is definitely going to help them prepare and they have the resources to quickly get into place where they need to be that's cool. Next up in the quarterly four update is the heroes and mastery section. We're going to actually jump into this in a little bit so that we can cover uh, the heroes, the masteries, and our overall uh, impression of this uh, sort of more in depth. So the next topic here on the quarterly update four on episode 11 of... Corecast, the Core Punk podcast, is the forum and website rewrite, rewrite 
uh, work in progress. Um, so they essentially said, we'd like to take this opportunity to thank you, our community, for your valuable and honest feedback on our website and forum. Uh, so they're working on new versions of both of those, which will be updated in the near future. And they say, don't worry, uh, all of your data, messages, activity, etc., um, will be transferred to the new platform. So it's getting some, uh, some cool new features. Uh, friends, direct messages, followers, and following likes, form filters, search tags, uh, report options, profile message editing, and many more features are coming soon. Um, I'm not super active on the forums. Um, I, forums really not my cup of tea. Uh, but to be optimizing this as well, um, I think is a great thing. Uh, especially the website as well, because uh, this will potentially be the first thing that new players uh, come and see. So uh, the more user-friendly it is, the more accessible, the more beautiful it is, I think is uh, is a positive thing. So um, Crimson, are you on the forums? Um, I actually was on the forums for the first month of being hyped for Corepunk. I was on the forums all day, every day when I was working. I had a separate tab open in the forums, occasionally refreshing. I was just obsessed. Um, although nowadays, you know, I'm, I'm not really much of a forum guy. I think Corepunk was the one exception for me. Um, but it, you know what? This update, it looks beautiful. Like there were definitely some features I wish were implemented back when I did use the forums. And I think they've definitely, this overhaul just looks fantastic for it. And, you know, as I said, personally, I'm more of a Discord communication kind of guy, but uh, I know a lot of people still really do like the forum format. And I think for them, they've just gotten themselves a huge upgrade. Um, being a freshly legal young adult, I feel like social media, I've already got so much of it. I don't know if I could hunt, uh, handle another platform, but um, yeah, no, it looks fantastic. And for the people who do actively use the forums, like this is just, this is just Christmas coming with a great gift right here. Yeah, that's right. Tavalon, what about you? Well, no, I, I actually personally like dislike forums. Uh, I'm more a Discord guy. Um, but I I just finally found the section on the, the forum called uh, Community Creations. And I saw some YouTubers and other guys, they like, you know, made an introduction page of, them, of themselves. And I was like, hmm, that sounds great. So I also tried it out and it actually, you know, blew a little bit up. And I found out, wow, okay, it actually works to being on the on the forums. So you know, that's that's from a content creator perspective. But else, no, I I don't really like to discuss things on on forums because they remind me of old dating apps, uh, when you had to refresh the page to see what the girl wrote to you. That was uh, very bad. So no, I I better like Discord. Okay, we we get more insight into Devalin's. Uh, life and past every episode. <laughs> yeah, I love but, uh, it. But, but I have to say one thing. Um, in 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 the old update where they show all the news things that is coming to the website with uh, with direct messages, notification, friend list. It sounds like they are trying to make Battle.net 2.0. They're making Battle.net even better than than what Battle.net is. And you're gonna have the same, you know, friends on the forum and so on in game i think it's going to be a cross thing so they're like making a discord battle that you know i think they are right now creating their own social system where you can chat with friends and play with friends you know just like battle.net but even better it's just like steam but even better you know what i mean yeah i do i think so 
Uh, I'm not sure that it's it, it's going to have this functionality on the website as well, unless I'm reading that wrong. But I think the website uh, is cool. Uh, I think it's it's nice looking, but I think once we got these heroes and masteries information, um, there's already uh, comments about uh, you know gifts or videos of the abilities, uh, wanting to see more, and so I think this is going to be. Um, some crucial bits uh, that uh, will hopefully be added uh, in the future so that we can uh, really get um, excited uh, even more so about uh, these heroes and their masteries. Because um, it's, you know, even for for someone like me who's um, who's not looking at every single number on those pages, um, but is looking at sort of like the high-level uh, functionality of these heroes, um, I still love like looking at every little bit, looking at every uh, you know icon for abilities and and all this stuff. And the more that they add on there, I think the more we'll add to it. Crimson, I think you might have been part of these conversations on there as far as um, just some more uh, visibility or some more functionality to the heroes and masteries uh, information. Yeah, because on the page, you know, they do give you all the numbers, but when they give you something like, um, you know, I'm guilty of looking at those numbers, I was too curious, and um, they, they'll give you some information like, you can use this skill at a range of six meters, but right now that doesn't really mean anything to us, you know, until we see their in-game equivalent, like a, a little gift for each ability, I think that would really help and uh, give you an idea of how your character or prospective character would play out, um, and some abilities with two or more functions like it would be nice to see how those kind of interact with each other as well hello my name is valen are you looking for a youtuber or a content creator who are mostly talk about Corepunk and actually have met the Corepunk developers in real life and even on the Christmas day? Well, that's me. Go to youtube.com slash dvalindk, D-V-A-L-I-N-D-K. Again, youtube.com slash dvalindk. I am doing a lot of content about Corepunk, but also about other MMORPG games and RPG games. So come and follow me and follow the journey through Corepunk the game itself. Thank you and have a nice life. Okay, next up for the quarter four update for Corepunk here on Corecast, Corepunk podcast, is guilds. And I know Devalin's super excited about this section. Uh, and personally, I am as well. Um, after I started reading through it, because it has some really cool stuff in there. Um, and it also, thank you very much to Artificial Core and uh, the Core Punk team, features not only myself, Boast, uh, but a shout-out to the Blue Bambies as well, and the legend, Dave Jones. So it, there's a lot going on in that image. Uh, it's very cool. We finally were elevated uh, to the level of, of Crimson and Dragum. And, uh, you know, the rest of the, the barrel smashers out there. Guilds. When it comes to MMORPGs, one of the first things that comes to mind is, of course, guilds. 
And recently, they've been putting a lot of work in the guild system, ready to shed some light on how it will look in Core Punk. Once you've reached level 10, you'll be able to register a new guild. Uh, you'll be able to pay a fee to an NPC. Then you can start recruiting members. Of access to a guild bank, chat, rank system, much more. Guilds can level up through various in-game activities, like compete, uh, completing guild tasks. Members will have access to special quests. This is amazing stuff. Um, my favorite uh, guild leveling and guild activities was in Guild Wars 2. Uh, super fun stuff that you can do together. And being a part of Dvalin's guild, um, who you know is, is already looking to start putting raid teams together and dungeon groups together and things like this, um, and is going to focus on that you know, what could be potentially looked at as like the hardcore end of the game. Um, for someone like me, who wants to jump in with the guildies and go, uh, you know, run a, a quick quest and, um, you know, build up that guild rep, uh, it's a possibility here. I think this is really cool. And this is really something that I was looking forward to, uh, to see that there would be more to the guild than just a name. And so it seems like it's really going to be like that. Guild ratings based on points guild, uh, guilds can earn by completing certain tasks. Uh, I'm going to start with Dvalin because uh, he's the guild master here. And uh, I know he was looking forward to more information on guilds. Uh, Dvalin, what do you think about the guild information we received? Well, I, I was pretty happy about reading it because, you know, as you said, uh, Blue Bambis is getting a shout out on it. And that is my little proud guild that I started. I think I started it like one, two months after I found out about the game because I was like, screw it, let's make a guild and let's make it the best one. Um, and and that's, that's the passion we have. We just want to be the best. Well, th the best is a big word, but we just want to be the first to kill the raid boss. And that's kind of our goal. Uh, but getting the shout out here, thanks to the artifi artificial core and all the team for shouting out us, and also adding the little blue deer next to Boast's name. It looks really, really good. He he could use more blue deers on him. Um, <laughs> and also adding our guild picture in there. So, but just just quickly for talk about this. Um, it's, re it's really cool they have the guild picture in there, but I actually don't think that's going to be in the final game. I can't see people getting allowed to upload pictures into the game. I mean, I can already see all the trolls uploading pictures I don't even want to imagine on, on guilds. Uh, so I definitely think that's a, that's a one-timer here we only see now because they just wanted to make this, this picture. Um... You know, I just have to point out some stuff. But else, rest of the things I'm reading so far, it sounds really cool. I like that you have to go to a level before you can create a guild. I like that we can get, do activities both solo, both groups. And I really like that it's only the top guilds in the in the game that can participate in this in-game content because it really means that you have to really grind up and make your guild. You, you can't just get all the best players together, make a new guild, and then join the in-game content. No, no. You have to show your place and grind the hell out of it, and then you can go into the content if your guild isn't this leaderboard they're talking about. So, definitely, I, I really like that idea. But, 
I am a bit disappointed because I was expecting to hear possibly how many people can we be in the guild because right now Blue Bambis has exactly 100 members and I don't really want to recruit anymore because could you imagine the guild limit is on 80 members then i have to basically kill 20 members of the guild that would be a big story so yeah so really cool information about the guilds but i really wanted to know more and i'm pretty sure the reason why we don't have heard anything about this is because the team is still working today on what should the guild limit be uh, i only have one negative uh feedback to this uh if you look at the image Boast invites you to join the guild Blue Bambies. The mouse cursor is hovering over decline. So, so what, are we, what are we saying here? What are we saying here? No, I'm just playing. This was really cool. Um, to to have the shout out was amazing. Uh, it's very much appreciated. And you know to to know that people are are caring about uh, the the work that you're doing, the content that you're creating, and appreciate the support is is really amazing. Uh, so shout out to these guys for being really cool. Uh, and doing stuff like this. I think that's great. Um, Crimson, are you in a guild yet? Uh, I am actually a part of the Blue Bambies. I'm not very active in the server as of now, but I will be 100% when we get around to playing together. Okay. Um, and if I could just jump in on this topic here, the I totally agree with the picture. I can't see that lasting. I think maybe we'll get the uh, the little emblem that you have for the guild. I think maybe that'll be replacing that image, and I think that would work just as well. Um and I really like the uh, I really like the weekly updates for the ratings. I think a lot of games definitely get into the habit of doing stuff like big stuff like that is typically on like a, a monthly scale. And I think getting every week just that little bit of excitement. Uh, I can only imagine when your guild finally gets into that rating when you can participate in the events. I feel like that's going to be such an exciting moment for everyone in your little community. And yeah, I think every week having that little bit of excitement, something to participate in together, I think is just fantastic. Yeah, that's right. I think Terra, you could uh, upload your own guild icon, although it was very small, sort of like the deer uh, head there. Um, but you could upload um, your own image, which is a crazy concept. It really is, because this is the internet. Um, but that said, uh, you know, there, there is the possibility too, to have a little, um, X next to that image there where you can report the image. Uh, but this is uh, a different conversation all in all. Uh, I think it's very cool, um, to have this as well, especially, um, because it does speak to both small content that you could do together. And as these uh, gentlemen mentioned, um, this uh territory capture events and stuff like that that's that's dope guys that's really dope because yeah, that's gonna be a ton of fun yeah can you imagine just like getting so so hyped getting the whole group together and and planning this stuff out and uh and working towards uh getting in there um i don't know if you guys have played uh star wars the old republic recently but they added guild conquests uh into the game uh and this is a very cool feature that they've added recently. Uh, essentially, you have a, a conquest system uh, that you work on independently, and you fill out this, um, this bar of XP based on different achievements that you do. And when you've completed that bar uh, personally, um, you gain some uh, individual rewards. But if you're in a guild, all of your progress on that bar goes into the overall guild's progress. And within 
that there are leaderboards and different planets are the goal. And with each of those planets, uh, there's like a low-level planet, medium, high-level, um, and you choose which of those planets you want to try and uh, win for that time period, uh, and your points go towards that. And uh, this sounds like it's it's kind of similar to that in a way that um, it allows you to then uh, take all that progress you made together and apply that uh, into uh, further content which is really an amazing thing. Any last thoughts, guys, on this? Uh, I have one word, and that's um, when you look at the picture where you can see Boast and, and, and the guild, I really, really hope, I know, but I just really hope they're going to swap, swap the guild name and the character name, because in every other MMO I've played, you first have the character name, and then you have the guild name under it. Man, you, you guys will find anything to complain about, I swear. <laughs> It's just like, you know, if you meet someone, you're going to be like, oh, that's blue. Oh, wait, no, that's not blue. That's that's the guild name. Oh, yeah, it's Boast. You know, it's you need to be presented with the first. You, I mean, if you go and say hi to someone in your family, you don't say, hey, I'm from Microsoft. Oh, wait, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm Marcus. Fair enough. Good point. Exactly. You're going to present yourself with your name first and then your guild. Maybe they could put the um the guild's name under the bar so that it's separate from the name so people know that it's separate also having two names stacked like that could potentially get in the way of something you're trying to look at i don't agree with devalin at all uh you know i'm with the crew first putting the crew above my individual needs and so my my representation of the crew comes first so that's my dedication there devalin <laughs> <laughs> all right if there are no more further comments on guilds uh, up next in the update, the Q4 update, uh, was their content update. And they say, as always, here's our regular section with the content we've been working on lately. Uh, so pretty cool stuff in there. Uh, I think a much bigger content drop uh, than the last one we got. Uh, there's also some uh, information on these uh, that points them to specific classes. We have the Paladin Hand of the Light. We have the Paladin Crusader. We have a Quadari-specific uh, character here, uh, seeing the logo there. Uh, we've got um, what looks like um, Elanian, uh, Faden, and Yorner potential uh, NPCs or mobs uh, in there as well, or maybe even just some looks at the cultural uh, gear or um, outfits uh, that will be around, maybe available. Uh, we've got some heavy dwarf action in here, uh, which is really cool, seeing more of the dwarfs and what they're going to look like. Uh, we've got some golem-type uh, characters here. Uh, we've got some more like foliage or like uh, fauna-type uh, characters here. And it just goes from one thing to the next uh, through some uh, harpy-looking things, through some mermaid-looking things, and ends with some pirate-looking battleships. Um, guys, the content uh, was a pretty cool drop this time. Uh, Crimson, how did you uh, how did you dig the content update that we got this time? I absolutely loved it i love getting an inside look at concept art especially because it means getting to see what things potentially could be in the actual game um immediately i was drawn to the quadari one like that just looks so spectacular my futuristic 
senses are all tingling right now. I love how that looks. If I can look like that, it'll be a spectacular time. Uh, everything else looks fantastic. I love getting to see the mobs as well. I think Corpunk has a really interesting uh, creative sense when it comes to enemies you'll fight, like these golems and these foragey looking plant monsters. They just look so cool, and it definitely beats uh, the typical fight skeletons fight i don't know slimes whatever else you find in typical mmo worlds i think corpunk's just got a really creative art style creative world and it's just going to be so much fun to see all the different things that they implement and i think the biggest thing that caught my attention was the boats yeah those battleships look crazy like is that going to be water content maybe that's a little too far maybe it's just mounts but either way they just look so cool and definitely open up a lot of possibilities yeah absolutely what do you think devon yeah, I, I agree. The, the one that really catches my attention is is the battleships. Uh, I don't think that's just a, you know, oh, that's just ships you're going to see in with the cities and you can just look at them and, you know, ignore them. No, no, no. They they are using way too much energy into those boats. And I'm not, I don't hope I'm just like, you know, creating some false advertising for the game. And now Eugene, when he's listening to this, he's like, no stop it's we don't have battleship fights <laughs> but it do, it really does look like we're going to and trust me if, if we're going to have something like arch age where you can just like take a boat or take a battleship and like cruise around the world it's going to be fa- fantastic uh that would be really really fun to try to take a boat and even like having guild versus guild fight but where it's like a it's just a battleship versus battleship and you like have to board each other and all that that would be pretty fun <laughs> still uh what else? I, I really, I, you know, I've, I've seen an, enough NPCs from them. You know, I'm, I'm not really an NPC guy, but I am really into cosmetics. And the first three pictures they show is definitely cosmetics. And I like that. They have big love to the Paladin set, Hand of the Light, and also the Crusader build. And both of the sets looks really, really, really good. Really Paladin-themed. It's a bit, it reminds me a bit of a World of Warcraft meets Cyberpunk. So... In my world, perfect sets. So thumbs up for this update with these pictures. Yeah, very cool. And I'll, I'll put these up on the uh, the video uh, for those watching on YouTube so we can take a look at them together as well. Uh, really cool content there uh, from these guys once again. It's, it's awesome to see, as you guys kind of mentioned, um, all these different pieces of it, right? It's not just... Uh, character concept for our heroes uh, it's not just NPCs it's a little bit of everything it's really cool if I could just jump in there with one little thing I uh, noticed in some of the even in the previous quarterly updates they've given us some of these pages like the one with these more undead looking characters they also show off these weapons and part of me thinks those might be drops that we could see from those uh, corresponding monsters like maybe some of those could end up dropping these spears that we're seeing and that would just be a really cool insight as well into some of the weapon choices we're going to have maybe reading a little too far into it but it it seems logical and i think they look great yeah it's really cool cool stuff all around all right guys uh i guess the the moment we've all been uh, waiting for uh the the previous news we've discussed all very important uh, from the CBT date uh, to the uh, partnerships from Artificial Core and uh, everything else in there. But the one thing that has been, I think, the most requested 
uh, thing on the Discord, at least from the conversations I've been paying attention to, is seeing more about the heroes and getting to know more about the heroes, especially as we get closer uh, to a potential beta. So we did have a drop here with three different heroes and three specializations within those heroes and it's all very exciting stuff because so far uh, we've sort of just seen a glimpse at these heroes we've had some people on the server diligently trying to piece all of this stuff together uh, from like the hero selection screen uh, to the in-game footage that we've seen uh, but now we have some more insight to them uh, as we discussed offline before this uh, we're not going to go in and uh, jump in and, and talk about each individual ability uh, you guys have been on that uh, on the discord since this dropped and people will continue to do that and people will make content about that and videos about that uh, about each of those specific abilities and really get into the nitty-gritty of those uh, what we want to talk about tonight is uh, the high level of these heroes uh, because we've come a long way from where we were in the past. Uh, they were originally going to be uh, very uh, s like specific uh, hero pieces that you would uh, sort of plug into the game and play those out. Um, there has been some uh, customization and some improvements there uh, from the conversations, but now we're getting a real uh, glimpse into the first three heroes, Bomber, Champion, and Paladin. Uh, so to start, were there any big surprises here for you? Uh, has anything uh, stood out? Um, has your uh, potential first hero that you're going to play changed? Um, which heroes do you absolutely love? What stands out to you the most? Um, what do you think is crazy? Uh, you guys, uh, let me know what you think about the heroes and masteries. Uh, let's start with you, Crimson. Uh, take us through uh, heroes and masteries and what your uh, your take on it was. Whew, all right. Well, I will say it was definitely very insightful to finally be able to see all the specs. I, that's something I've eagerly, eagerly awaited. Um, so seeing that was an absolute blast and reading through every single ability and yes, the numbers, uh, I'm not adding anything together. I'm not doing spreadsheets or anything like that, but I just, I was curious and it was interesting to see how much the characters have actually changed since we first got a look at them because the champion, uh, you know, the, the archer clearly had some ability changes. Um, the destroyer seems to have some changes and from what we thought about the bomber, it seems like some of the specs have changed as well. So I think all the prior work we may have been doing putting pieces together is kind of falling apart now and there was no puzzle to be solved because artificial core has really switched the uh switched what's going on here but i like it everything looks really cohesive really great um i'm sticking with my with my bomber unless something in the next nine heroes really catches me off guard i'm just absolutely obsessed with this bomber um as someone who plays marksmen and assassins having both of that on one character versus having to make alts for those different play styles. I think that's just fantastic. Um, I don't want to go too in depth into all the different specs here. I think that's something we can discuss together, but yeah, I'm definitely, definitely excited for the bomber. Um, definitely excited for everything else to come. 
and glad to see that they're listening to either internal feedback or our feedback about which abilities feel a little clunkier out of place and taking action to make the characters more interesting. And I'm excited to see what else they have to show. I think the most notable thing um, is that a lot of the characters have abilities that do more than one action. Um, the Paladin has abilities that do damage against enemies, but instead heal allies and remove uh, CC, hard CC. And then the Bomber's got abilities that do damage to enemies and heal allies and give them buffs. So it's really interesting to see those kind of skills come into play because that's going to spice up gameplay a ton, whether you use your cooldowns to help your team or, you know, get the first hit on the enemy. That's right. Do you think that they have a, a lot of this in there? Uh, because of the overall lack of amount of abilities that uh, a traditional MMO would have, since this is um, sort of more along the uh, lines of a MOBA as far as the abilities go, um, that you end up having um, more than uh, meets the eye when it comes to the abilities? Or do you think this is just something that they uh, kind of like to have that uh, choice while you're playing? to either, um, you know, heal, like you just said, heal uh, your ally or uh, damage the enemy? I think a bit of both, you know. I think from a, a game development standpoint, you want your characters to be fun and engaging, and so giving different options for the same ability really uh, immerses the player into thinking about what they really need to do and what's the most uh, important outcome in a fight. And I think with, you know, as you are saying, talking about characters later on in the end game when we've got a lot more stats and ability haste to get our abilities off cooldown, I think you'll be able to switch between the actions uh, pretty fluently, you know, use your Q to do one thing and a couple of seconds later, be able to use that again. A lot of people seem to be worried about there only being a limited amount of skills, but you know, you got to remember, we also have access to artifacts, weapon skills, summoner skills, like we, we've got a lot going on. And I think them adding these uh, dual actions and, comboable actions definitely just helps bring so much more depth to what seems like a surface level simple combat scheme but yeah i think it's definitely going to make especially competitive pvp i think that's going to be very interesting to watch to see what players prioritize with their abilities yeah that's right and what about you Devalin? um any uh sort of shockers in here or anything that really stood out to you so far are you still waiting for your uh two-handed tank I am. I am. Uh, well, I didn't expect it to be on this one because we already knew the Paladin and the Champion is, you know, classical shield and sword tank. Well, the Paladin was using, what was the word, the, the German word? Morgenstern? Oh, Morgenstern, like the uh, a mace, like a spiky ball on a chain. Exactly. It sounds very German. But um, back to topic. Yeah, I mean, the the thing that I was surprised about was that it didn't really mention in air all of these three classes with nine specs in total, you know, because each of them have three. Um, we they didn't say anything about a healer. They only talk about this support role. And I remember back in the days, uh, Irene, I think she said it. Someone said it from developers that Bumper is going to have a healing spec. And now it seems like Bomba is only going to have a support spec. But I'm wondering when we get all the 12 classes, the 36 specs, that all the healers are just being called supporters, or if they actually 
are going to come with a spec on a, some of the classes saying these are healers or are they just going to keep talking about supporters only because i mean both the paladin that i was pretty sure would be a, being a healer like other games and the bomber because the dev said it they only have support roles so i'm like is this game actually gonna have healers or i mean where where's the healer who's the healer <laughs> if you know what i mean yeah. absolutely yeah fair enough fair enough point um crimson within the bomber uh, what of those specs is speaking to you the most? Is it the the blast medic? Oh, you know what? The blast medic is the one role that I have the least interest in. Um, and just to just to go off what Devalon was saying, you know, they said Bomb would have a healer. I don't think they actually meant Bomb would have a healer healer. I think the point they were trying to get across was that you will be able to build your character to do one thing better than the other. And I do think we'll have designated healers because the healer we see in the first trailer, although likely subject to change their abilities, um, all four abilities seem to be healing abilities. So I do think we're going to get a mix because that's what the support role is for. And I think we just have to wait on the next couple characters to come out to see some full healing specs. Um, but I definitely think with, for example, the Blast Medic, you'd be able to build your talent trees and your artifacts to all boost your healing boons and then you know when you go into combat you could primarily focus on that and then if you need to get in the action on enemies you can but i think there definitely will be uh, a clear a clear line between support and healers and i think it's just more of a open play style um personally grenadier that's that's my mumbo jumbo right there that's what i'm all about um, I just love marksmans that are a little slower to play and more hard-hitting abilities rather than rapidly shooting like some characters from League of Legends. I think uh, it's just like a more methodical playstyle where you have to really land your abilities, make the most out of them. And yeah, I think that one's just calling my name. Um, although the Infiltrator, which I know you're keen on, that's probably my second favorite type of playstyle. So I could definitely see myself leveling up both of those and playing them pretty actively. Although Grenadier, that's my bread and butter. Yeah, we, we spoke a little bit about this before. I, I've always, since day one, said I want to play a support character. But this really does depend on sort of what Devalin was hinting on. Is there going to be true support? Is there going to be true medic? Or is it going to be sort of a hybrid? Um, we will see. Uh, that said, m yeah, my biggest hype from this Heroes of Masteries were the Infiltrator and the Bomber. Um, I think this uh, is um, kind of across the board for a lot of people on the Discord um, because we hadn't seen anything like this before. And uh, the, the design of these characters alone is just so sick. Um, and then to sort of read into what they're capable of uh, and what their kit looks like uh, sounds really cool. Um, from there, we have the champion and the paladin. Uh, Devalin spoke a little bit uh, to here. Um, the champion has the destroyer, the ranger, and uh, the defender. And the uh, paladin has the hand of the light, has the cleric, and has the crusader. Um, so more tank, more support in there. And Devalin, between um, these two, if you had to pick between 
the paladin or the champion, uh, where do you think you would land? Oh, that would be definitely the paladin. Um, I have always been into magic. And, you know, I, I, I always liked sword and shield. But if I can add sword and shield with magic, that's just, like, fantastic. I would definitely like more style of the Witcher style, you know, where you have, like, a bit dark magic, a sword, and, you know, a tankish kind. But I would definitely say the Paladin versus the Champion, it's going to be the chair, the Paladin. Also because the Paladin has more a hybrid spec because you can actually be a supporter and as crimson says if you really go into healing i'm sure that supporter he's going to be able to deal sorry to make a lot of healing and probably can be a healer for the group um so playing a class where you can both be damage healing and tank that is so much me my favorite outside of the bomber uh specs is the cleric uh, i really like uh the description of the cleric kit and uh, what the cleric brings to the table um, it's going to be really really difficult to choose especially for the first time for the first closed beta at least for me because um, you know part of that is uh, what we want to play personally part of that is what we want to play to support our group and then another part of that, uh, too, is what we want to play for sustainability to uh, reach our goals as well. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting thing when, when picking uh, a character in the beginning, especially if your goal is to just push through the content as quickly as possible or to level up as quickly as possible. Traditionally, you're going to uh, do this quicker with uh, a damage-based character, right? But... At the same time, um, we have bigger goals to think of as well. And hopefully, very soon, uh, and if not very soon, um, at least before the uh, potential spring CBT, uh, we're supposed to get the next three characters, or next three heroes. So I think that's going to also shed a lot of light onto uh, what the future looks like for us. Um, assuming that all of the heroes in this key art are uh, the collection. Uh, what are we seeing from the next three heroes? Oh, man. I mean, in terms of the, the three heroes that are coming, we're getting the uh, the demon, the orc, and the dwarf. And I know a lot of people are excited for that dwarf. Yeah. Um, I, I do think they'll be changing up the specs from what they may have hinted at before, like they have done on the bomber um, and conversely the paladin. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see what they have. I also want to mention, I'm really actually happy that they didn't give us all six because when that update dropped, I was a little overwhelmed. I had so many things to look at and oh, I was bustling with joy, but I know a few weeks from now, I'll definitely be craving some more core punk news. And the fact that they're holding those three, maybe they're not even done yet, but the fact that we're getting three more by the end of December is huge. Like that's, that's going to be so much fun to get another update with more stuff to look at. Um, and honestly, if they were doing it on purpose, it's kind of smart, you know, keeping keeping a little info to the side so they can give it to us later. And, you know, that's totally okay with me. I, I like how they're doing it. Um, yeah, super excited. I hope we see some healers distinctly. I think that'll reassure some people. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've got no idea. They surprised me with these bomber specs, so I can't even 
begin to imagine what else we're going to see. Yeah, just just from the the key art uh, standalone asset, like this thing is is just so sick. These characters look so sick uh, together. They all these characters look so fierce, and I think it's such a great uh, representation of uh, the quality of of art put into this game. Um, Devalin, you've kind of done some homework on what we will get next, uh, sort of piecing together uh, the the last pieces of this image. Um, what are you looking forward to from the next three, Devalin? Well, I'm um, I'm actually surprised that um, we're not seeing the fire mage on because I mean we, we have we have seen him a lot of the trailers and uh, blasting fire, and we have seen all his abilities in action. And he's actually not on the list of, you know, on the pictures of the next hero. So pretty excited. Well, not excited, but, you know, just curious about that. But yeah, as Crimson says, we're going to get these free nails. And I am I'm really excited to see the dwarf, but not because of the engineering ranger spec. I hate things like that. And I know you guys probably like that. But I, you know, I'm, I'm a Lord of the Rings fan. And if I can get a dwarf like in the Lord of the Rings, like with dual maces or with a shield and sword, I can really feel this, you know, this Lord of the Rings and playing as Elanians, you know, walking in the forest with my dwarf and shield, you know, then I really feel this is my my MMO. I know I said I wanted my two-handed two-handed tank, but if I could get a dwarf with the shield and all that, oh yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just going to vibe all the way over to my Amazon and say Lord of the Rings. <laughs> what about a dwarf with a two-handed weapon? That that could also work. Uh, that could definitely also work. Uh, I would not be passing that. So of course, if they took the dwarf here and gave him the two-handed and said you're the tank, I would play that no matter what. Then, but honestly, I think the demon guy he's gonna be the one with the two-handed because the developers are playing World of Warcraft, and they have seen the Death Knight is the one who is you know using a two-handed weapon for tanking. So I am 110% sure the demon guy he's gonna have a tank spec with a two-handed weapon. I just, I just I just feel it. I agree with you there for sure. And and like like I said on one of the podcasts, I want a two-handed tank with dark spells as the Witcher, and boom, we see the demon here. Yeah. Steam on, brother. Steam on. <laughs> There's a lot of dwarf fans on the the Discord server. I noticed. They're yeah, I was be... very surprised by that too. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, me too. I'm I'm looking forward to see what this little guy uh, brings to the table as well. Um, any last thoughts, ideas, or comments on the heroes and masteries, guys? Oh, I, I got one quick. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to see if they're gonna do like other games and even other lore that you know there's no female dwarfs existing in the world because there's no female dwarf in the picture. So are they really gonna pull that one out and say, Yo, well, if you want to be a dwarf, you have to be a male because you know there's only male versions. I actually think we got to see a female dwarf uh, character art a while back in the last update we got in the quarter two update. They have one character segment at the bottom with three very small looking female characters, and I have a feeling that those are the the girl dwarfs. Oh yeah, that's that's the picture where they have them all in cartoon. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, we we have the dwarf in the top and also in the bottom where the it, one have red hair and the one have blonde hair. Hmm. Well, maybe she's just unfortunately behind the orc in this uh, <laughs> this, this picture. Just yeah, unfortunately got put to the back. But it's a good, it's an interesting point, and it's definitely a cause for um, 
you know, some conspiracy theories because it's the only one that doesn't have the female counterpart. That's very uh, true, yeah. In this image. Really cool update. Um, personally, after the last update, I was really just aching for more information. Uh, after this update, um, I can sleep tight at night with dreams of core punk in my head and what we have to look forward to uh, not just for the CBT, but for the next quarterly update or for the next update uh, where we're presented with the next three heroes and masteries. Once again, this has been the quarterly update Q4 2020. We had news on the delay of the closed beta test until spring. We had information about uh, Unity and multiplay uh, conversations and partnerships there. Uh, we got our first look at the Heroes and Masteries of the Bomber, uh, the Paladin, and the Champion. And we also got some information on forum and website uh, rewrite, as well as information on guilds and more uh, content update with uh, concept art and a look at uh, a lot of the really cool creativity that's going into this game. Uh, on behalf of Crimson and Devalin, I boast and I I'm just happy to be back in the saddle and recording another podcast. I, I absolutely love doing this. I love talking about this game. Uh, it's really cool that we got to be back here again. It's a pleasure to have you here, Crimson, uh, to finally get you on the show. And uh, Devalin, of course, it's always great to have you. Guys, any last words for your adoring fans or for the uh, team at Artificial Core before we call it a night? I do have one thing that we did overlook, and I know it's late since we're about to close out here. But I think everybody overlooked this. And I may be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure at the top of the quarter four update, maybe you can put this on screen, the snowy image we see, I'm pretty sure that that's Cheerful Rudy's bar and they've put a snow biome on it for Christmas. So I'm thinking they might be like overhauling the weather of maps that we know, like the biomes of it for seasonal events. All right. I just thought that was very neat. Yeah, it's cool. There's always something to like dig into, right? When they when they uh, deliver content, which is really cool. Uh, so keep it up, guys. At Artificial Core, keep on keeping on. Uh, again, we you know we trust you. We we have patience with you, and um, we just want to hear from you and uh, and know that everything is is going on as planned. Or if it's not going as planned, uh, at least we have a little insight there as well. Devalin, anything to say as the president of Quillot? Um, well, I, I just want to thanks uh, Artificial Core for still going strong. and I, I I believe those guys and girls and whatever they, they have, it's going to be a great game. And uh, take the time you need. Don't hassle. I know the Discord, the Corepunk Discord sometimes is a glowing red. Just, you know, ignore it. We, we can wait. I, I can wait. So, yeah, thanks for all the patience and thanks for keeping us up to date and do what you do best. That's right. And uh, just, uh, just a big thank you to you both. Thank you for the opportunity. It's been a ton of fun talking about it with you guys. Um, love to uh, do it again at some point. Love chatting about the new stuff we see coming up and our thoughts on it. 
and yeah, super excited for what else they have to show for us. Yeah, for sure. Great to have you. And uh, I look forward to future conversations as well. Uh, once again, this has been the quarterly update Q4 2020 and Corecast, the Core Punk podcast, episode 11. On behalf of Crimson and Devalin and myself, Boast, I thank you for listening. If you've made it this far through the podcast, uh, much appreciation to you. A big shout out to you. And, uh, you know, just being able to do this, being able to talk about the game, have a nice, relaxing, chill night together. Uh, with some fellow core punk fans is all I really need. The fact that you guys care enough to listen uh, means a lot to me and is the absolute cherry on top. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, subscribe to the channel or follow the channel depending on the platform uh, to get notifications in the future about uh, the core cast, core punk podcast and new episodes with the new forum coming out and talking about it here tonight. Uh, I'm going to make an effort uh, to be more active on there and post more content uh, and see what it's all about as well and see if maybe the forum is the place for old boast. Only time will tell. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for hanging out with us tonight. And let us know in the comments uh, what you think about the quarterly update, what you were most excited about, uh, what heroes and masteries you're excited to try. And until next time, be strong, be safe, be chill, be supportive, and uh, you know, keep talking about Core Punk. As long as we keep talking about it, uh, we will eventually play it at some point. Thank you so much, guys, for being here, and we will see you next time. Have a good night.